0: Thanks for listening to our upcoming podcast on Erskine Radio. Now the expert on the coronavirus, the expert on viruses. Nobody's better than Dr. Charles B. Simone, M.D. He's an internist. He's a medical oncologist, radiation oncologist, tumor immunologist, author, inventor, health advocate. He's been called cancer's worst enemy. He founded the Simone Protective Cancer Institute. Cancer and Nutrition, a 10-point plan for prevention and cancer life extension. It is the seminal book for that. Cancer, nutrition, nutrition's the key. Nutrition, he found to be the absolute key, and most medical doctors get very little training in nutrition. The Truth About Breast Cancer, if you have breast cancer, get that book. The Truth About Prostate Cancer, the other one that set the bar for increased understanding how to save yourself from a terrorist attack. That's what I want to talk about today because that's what we have. This pandemic is a terrorist attack, any way you want to look at it. And medical hydration, military strategies for military and athletic warriors have aided the military, aided Olympians with safe, good ways that you can improve your uh, immune system and improve your functionality. He has a plan to overhaul healthcare to save our healthcare system, and he's appeared on 60 Minutes Primetime Live Fox News Channel. We're going to talk tonight about the coronavirus, the latest cancer strategies, and clinical trial sponsors. Your family. It is not just you, you've got uh, the Simone Medical Group, which is you and your son, Charles B. Simone II, who's Chief Medical Officer at New York uh, Photon Center, and Dr. Nicole Simone, who is uh, working on cancer, and I don't even know what this is, microbiome. What in the world is microbiome? The
1: microbiome uh, is all the bacteria that live in our gut, and we now know that Those bacteria that live there, and they help us out in many ways, Uh, those bacteria help fight off cancers, enhance the immune system. So if you eat bad things, for instance, if you have a steak or a hamburger or bacon and eggs, uh, the microbiome changes within a couple of hours to the bad bacteria. They cause enormous inflammation in the body. So the key thing is to eat what we mentioned in 1980 with our book, Eat a low-fat, high-fiber diet. Right. You'll, ma- you'll maintain a good microbiome, a healthy microbiome. Uh, all the bacteria in the gut, and it won't be inflammatory to you. So that's what the microbiome is about, and we're learning more and more about it every day. About it.
0: One of the interesting things that I was reading about is called the Peer Bright Institute in England. They have patent uh-huh. number 10130701. This is for attenu- they have uh, th- several things they've done, attenuated African swine fever virus vaccine. They have established FMDV capsides, uh, chicken cells for impar- improved virus protection, mutant spike protein extending the tissue tropism of infectious bronchitis virus IBU. This is basically a patent, for the coronavirus that they have established, isn't it? Yes, apparently so. And uh, this is an uh, institute out of England. So this was a man-created uh, virus that we have. It has similarities to HIV. Has similarities to SARS. This was, uh, and it isn't at all like the 1918 swine flu or 1918 Spanish flu. That 1918 Spanish flu was a real disaster because it hit younger people also, not just older people, but it hit younger people. And it was a much more virulent type of flu. As a matter of fact, the 1918, 1919 Spanish flu, Six hundred seventy-five thousand Americans died. It lowered the life span by ten years of Americans, and in the world, 500, 500 million were affected, with fifty million dying. This that was a pandemic. This is nothing like that, is it?
1: Not at all. You know, it's affecting all parts of the world. No question about it. Uh, but the death rate told so far is less than one or two percent of the people. Now that's you know that's a sad fact but currently the regular flu virus in our country, influenza flu A or B, it generally takes uh, forty to fifty to 60,000 people every year in this country. Um, and that's a, that's a very sad fact. So the two flus, coronavirus, COVID-19, versus the influenza A and B, are very different, uh, but we're hearing a lot about it today. There's a lot of things you can do to empower yourself Maybe we can concentrate on that a little bit. Today. We will.
0: But one of the main things that you say is don't panic. And now they're canceling schools. They're canceling all sorts of events and they're having the yeah. debate coming up in Phoenix, not having any audience there. They're talking about canceling NBA and different football games, all of this. And, you know, I think there there's a certain degree of panic and overreaction. I went into Costco and people are buying up water. Why are they buying water, Dr. Simone? Water and toilet paper. At your right. It's unbelievable. Now I, I can see I, buying I no up Lysol and buying up uh, Clorox. I can see that. But by, buying the water and some of the other stuff, I mean, they're running the shelves empty. Uh, like uh, Roosevelt said, you have nothing to fear except fear
1: itself. And that's what we're seeing right now, I
0: think. <laughs> well, now, well, you've got some things that can be done. And it's actually your your pro- protocol is fairly simple. One of the things that you'd say is wash your hands or your face often with soap. Now, you don't have to go out and buy Purcell or any of that. Just soap and water is good. If you do it, really scrub like a surgeon scrubs. Really do it right. Yeah, that's all you need. Soap and water is the best uh, thing you can do. Uh, The
1: next best recommended by the CDC is a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And not all hand sanitizers have that. In fact, the name, some of the name brands have a chemical called benzalkonium, uh, which doesn't get rid of the germs; it just lowers the number of them. That's it. So you right. have to be very careful. Make sure you buy an alcohol one if you're going to buy it. But just get a, bottle, a bar of soap and use some water, and, and that's all you need. That's better than the hand sanitizers.
0: Right. If, the Purcell, I think they were talking about, had seventy percent alcohol, and the one they were developing in New York for people because people were charging too much for the Purcell has 75%, and now they're pushing that. That's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Bleach is also very important because uh, bleach will kill a lot of the viruses, won't it?
1: Well, it kills almost everything, viruses, bacteria. They generally die. Uh, viruses in general die on inanimate objects after about 12 hours. So if you dilute bleach, it, it'll decant- decontaminate your skin and all inanimate objects. So how to make a diluted bleach solution. You want to decontaminate the skin uh, from chemicals or biologicals. So even anthrax spores will be killed by a very diluted bleach solution. You leave it on your skin for about 10 to 15 minutes. You make a solution by mixing one part undiluted bleach from the bottle with nine parts of water. That's all you need. You can buy a big bottle, almost a gallon-sized bleach from a dollar store for a dollar. Can't beat that. And you make a new solution
0: every day, but don't put it near your eyes, of course. One part of bleach to nine parts of water. And that'll kill viruses. Well, the reason I think it's very interesting you mentioned anthrax, because when you were at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda Naval Hospital as commander, you discovered the fundamental mechanism how the concomitant uh, proteins in human white cells kill by forming pores in the membrane. And that was the foundation for getting rid of the anthrax scare that we had. That was another one that everybody's afraid of.
1: Uh, You're right about that. Uh, So it's a very simple thing. Simple things, inexpensive things
0: will help empower you, protect you and your family and loved ones. So we don't have to buy drugs from uh, China in order to uh, save ourselves.
1: No, not at all. In fact, we don't want to do that.
0: (laughs) The other thing, I mean,
1: there are other things to do, too. You want to decrease the mucus production. Let's Pirates talk. Let's
0: talk about that when we get back, because mucus okay. production is so important. And you said keep your sinus ports open and uh, with steam ten minutes every six hours. And you've got other things to do. We'll talk about that when we return with Dr. Charles Simone. His website is drsimone.com, simonesuperenergy.com. That's his website and go up there because there's a lot of information there. It's all, if you didn't get a copy down, it's all at erskineradio.com, as is this interview, which you're going to want to tell friends about. It's on podcast. We'll be
2: right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: We were talking about when we left, we were talking about sinus, keeping the exit ports open. And this is critical. And uh, know that you think, well, your nose, what's that got? Well, it has a lot to do with it, and this can be a major help. And you say, steam 10 minutes every six hours. Do we need to go out and buy a steamer? No, no, just hot
1: water. Put it in a little pan. Boil some water in a quart-sized pot. Inch inch of water. Boil it. Come to a boil. Take it away from the stove. Put a few drops of eucalyptus oil in it. And put your head over it with a towel over your head like the old-fashioned what your grandmother told you to do. Now, this is very important. Why? Imagine Niagara Falls. People cannot swim up the falls, right? So if you have the falls coming out of your sinuses, bacteria and viruses can't go up. So you need to keep draining the sinuses. Now, to do that first, you need to make sure that you don't produce mucus. What produces mucus? Dairy products, citrus products, dust mites, air flight, low-pressure systems, like rain snow overcast weather and believe it or not pre-menses. so all these things you can control dairy you can control uh, citrus dust mites etc so do what you can do to get rid of them dairy products makes mucus so mucus so
0: has, if you've got a cold you're saying don't don't drink orange juice right oranges orange juice they make lots of mucus which has
1: lots of sugar which viruses need they need the sugar from the dairy uh, the mucus production so you stop that you minimize that then you have to drain it. How do you drain it? It's easy. Uh, you keep the sinuses flowing with steam water and, very importantly, salt water nasal flushes. Right. Salt water nasal flushes, you can buy anywhere. They're cheap. It's simply salt water. You spray uh, up there. And here's, you have, I have a picture. If you go to Dr. Simone, at, rather search the word Dr. Simone and the word flu, you'll, this will come up to you and you'll see a picture. You don't spray up the nose, you spray. Put the nozzle in your nostril and point back to the ear. That's where you need to get the fluid.
0: Oh, okay. Once
1: you, once you do that, uh, the port will get open and the fluids will start coming out. And if you have a cold, if you're getting a cold, you want to do the spray every 30, 45 minutes, every time.
0: The next thing you suggest, and this is a major thing. Hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide's an amazing product, isn't it? It's cheap. You can get it for a dollar at the dollar store. And that's and- it.
1: Right to the dollar store, all of our things. What it does is changes the structure of viruses and generates oxygen that actually kills viruses. Wow. You can't beat it. You gargle a couple times, uh, a few minutes every day, twice a day, uh, and right out of the bottle. Just gargle right out of the bottle. It won't hurt you. Uh, you don't swallow it. You don't need to swallow it. If it do swallow it, it's not going to hurt you but it will kill viruses on contact. Again, that will get into the oral pharynx, you know, the mouth area, right right behind it. And that's what you need to do with that. Zinc, very, very important. Zinc has been shown 70 milligrams a day for all ages, infants, all the way up to age 90, all around the world, major studies, hundreds of thousands of people. If you take it once a week, one dose a week, It decreases the risk of dying from viruses and all the side effects of a virus or bacteria.
0: Wow, seventy milligrams once a week. So you want to take zinc prophylactically?
1: You can, you can. Now's the time to do it. Start it right now, once a week, seventy milligrams. You can't buy zinc is inexpensive. It doesn't matter what kind of zinc, what brand it is. Zinc is zinc.
0: Now I'll, uh, ca- is- I'll caution you when you take the sink, it'll make your food taste funny for a little while. So <laughs> it will,
1: and you may have, you may have a little upset stomach uh, right. during that few hours after, but it's well worth it. It enhances the immune system and will decrease the risk of death and side effects of viruses and bacteria.
0: I don't want that. 100- no, that's wonderful. And for 70 milligrams, that costs you, you can get that at the dollar store too for about a dollar a bottle. Right.
1: Very, very inexpensive. Very much. So, uh, vitamin C, everyone knows about vitamin C during times of cold. Usually, you need to get two to four grams of vitamin C a day. That's doable and also inexpensive.
0: Now, that's another one that you should be taking prophylactically. Now, N-acetylcysteine, 600 right. milligrams twice a day. Do You don't take that prophylactically. You take that if you're getting the flu, don't you? That's correct. That's okay, okay. And then quercetin... What? Quercetin, well, quercetin is one I'd never heard of, and, and it's not being sold out yet because nobody knows about it. And you say, this is better than Tamiflu. Why is it better?
1: Well, what it, Tamiflu is simply quercetin plus a different molecule on it to make it a patented product. That's all Tamiflu is.
0: Oh, okay. Quercetin is the key
1: thing. You take it 500 milligrams twice a day. Why do you take it? It interferes with the binding of the virus onto your cell. It acts like a blocking agent onto the dock. So the quercetin will simply interfere with the uptake of the virus onto your own cells.
0: Now, you can't and, you and can't Dr. get quercetin at the dollar store, but no, it's available at a lot of other places. And then you talk about jet planes. And don't turn those uh, nozzles on for your air on jet plane ever, I don't think.
1: No, that's what you do do. You, you turn the nozzle off above your head, turn it, shut it right off, and you demand to the pilot ask him to take outside air for the cabin and not recirculate air inside the cabin. They don't
0: don't like to do that because it cuts uh, on their fuel consumption.
1: Exactly. It costs more money to fly uh, because they chew chew up the fuel consumption is right. So you you demand that that happens so we can have nice clean air coming in so you don't breathe the person's air, uh, exhalation air from the person 10 rows ahead of you, 20 rows ahead of you, or five rows behind you. Who may be already infected with something.
0: Who knows what? Now it seems to me like the best thing you can do is to build up your immune system. Right. And you've got a number of things to build up your immune system. Now, I'm going to talk about something that we've never talked about in this program. This is Amino Plus. This is the essence of what's in the immune uh, the um uh, the uh Simone uh, super uh, super, uh, product, energy, yeah. inner super energy is the amino plus, and you've got it also in a capsule form. So, if you don't want to take it in the liquid, in the powder form, you can get amino plus.
1: Well, they're two different things. Yes, the amino plus is a very high concentration of all the amino acids. The essential and the branch chain are in high doses, and those are the ones that will enhance the immune system. The super energy uh, formula, the patented formula, Su- Simone Super Energy. Is a powder you mix in liquid, and what it does is not only give you energy, but also, importantly, especially in this time, too, is to change the pH. Now, we want an alkaline pH in our body. Right. I'm moving my arms around as I'm talking to you. Most people, when they talk or walk, they're making acid. If you bring in oranges and grapefruit and tomatoes, you're bringing in acid. You bring in protein products, you bring in acid. The more acid you bring in, the more inflammation, the lower the pH. You want to bring a high pH into the body, maintain a high alkaline pH to kill off bacteria, viruses, and enhance your own immune system. Hey, and that's what Simone Super Energy
0: will do, bring in a high pH for you. You forgot one thing. As the expert on cancer, cancer survives in acid. acid uh, If it's alkaline, cancer has a much tougher time. So for people who are uh, have cancer or or want to prevent it, you want to keep your body more alkaline. So for cancer prevention, it's also good, isn't it?
1: Well, it's cancer, heart disease, any chronic illness, yes. Cancers don't rely on you to make acid. It feeds on acid, so it makes its own acid to feed itself. It doesn't trust you. Uh, So you need to neutralize acid throughout the day for a cancer patient. And all cardiovascular disease, diabetics, anyone with a chronic illness with high inflammation... Will benefit from a high alkaline system because alkalinity will help decrease that whole problem of chronic disease.
0: You didn't leave yes. a, another thing that you have is for our best friends. You didn't uh, mention this, you've never mentioned this on the program pet protector, and that's for our dogs, especially for cats, also. But that also can help them a lot, can't it? It
1: can. Well, what the pet protector is is simply the our multi called Encore. Uh, in the form and um, doses for an animal depends on the weight of the animal that will depend and dictate the amount of pet protector. So, yes, we developed that a long time ago. Cute little story. I went into, uh, I had to give radiation to a tiger. A Manu tiger? A tiger. This okay. animal was huge. I never saw a big <laughs> animal like that close up. He was anesthetized. I went in there. I, I set up the machine to go into the uh, the jaw where I had to treat him with radiation. And what was happening to me, and I didn't know what was going on, my eyes started to swell. And once I realized what I was I was allergic to his dander. Uh, let, my let, eyes let's take flat. let's
0: take a break and we'll talk about the rest of it. The Eye of the Tiger with Doctor Charles Simone. <laughs> I've gotta hear this. We'll be right back on Erskine Radio.
2: 18 plus.
0: Before we went to break, you were talking about treating a tiger. Uh, you've done everything. And you said he was what, 10 or 12 feet in length? Oh yeah. He was laying on
1: the table anesthetized. He was about 12 feet in length. A very heavy guy, an older <laughs> fellow, had a big tumor <laughs> in his jaw and I was treating him. But what was happening as I was setting him up, I didn't know what was going on. My eyes started to swell shut. Once I realized what was happening, I, I, uh, you know, had to, Technician turned the machine on. I stepped away, treated myself with antihistamine, but uh, I, became, I realized I was allergic to cat dander. Uh, that's just an aside story, but yeah, it was pretty uh, interesting to see that.
0: I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. I had a dog, a standard poodle, and the cat went. I uh, had went blind, and he would take the cat and take it over to its litter box and give it food, that type of thing well you carry it about 2 feet and start to sneeze he was allergic to cat dander <laughs> a dog now that's because poodles don't have fur they have hair so he was uh-huh. allergic to that <laughs> so that. now when we're talking about this coronavirus is and world health organization just said it is a pandemic this, to me, doesn't look – they don't have enough figures out. They don't know how many people have it. And Apparently, people be, can be carrying it around like Typhoid Mary and not know it and not even be affected by it, especially younger people. So this is yeah. – yeah. are you looking it's, at this – what, what not, you're thinking, Alec? Go ahead.
1: Well, you're right. The numbers are ludicrous. We don't have the, the denominator. Uh, you know, we don't have enough tests in this country to say – all these people have the cancer, uh, have the coronavirus or not.
0: Ideally we would test everybody, but I don't think we have enough tests to do that.
1: Nor do I think it's necessary, but the point is we get numbers every day. We get a new number, new number. Uh, they're not terribly meaningful uh, because we don't know you and I can have the coronavirus walking around with no
0: problems at all. Right. And, and this disease has been politicized. Uh, very much so. And I think that's the big problem here. It's the biggest problem. If it wasn't, I
1: think if Trump wasn't in, uh, you wouldn't hear too much about this.
0: I think you're right. They're calling it the Trump fires, which I think what he did was to uh, cut all travel and uh, have a wall and build up uh, uh, immigration, uh, put down immigration uh, things. They, yeah. they just uh, stopped 50 people from China who were crossing over at the, right here in Phoenix in the, uh, well, Tucson, actually in the Tucson uh-huh. sector. So when you've got an open border, then that means that people aren't being tested. And that is a real problem. We've got to secure our borders in Israel. If you go into Israel, you're quarantined automatically for 14 days.
1: Yeah. You're shut down there. And many, you're saying you're going to see that now colleges, schools, everything that you mentioned on the opening few comments that you made, what's happening now. and going to continue to happen in our country.
0: Well, they're closing down the university of Wisconsin for two or three weeks or more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm looking at this, and the numbers are not justifying the uh, panic that we're seeing in this country. Exactly, exactly. We, if you, if you can trust the numbers, because they're all over the place, Dr. Simone. Well,
1: I don't think you can trust the numbers uh, even here, We only because we don't have enough testing to find out what the actual denominator is of the coronavirus infection.
0: Right. Problems. Now, let's talk about something a little bit different. Clinical trial sponsors keep the results secret and don't pay billions in fines. Well, in 2007, I think they came in with this ruling that you've got a year to tell what uh, your results are on your clinical trials. And 4,700 clinical trials were reviewed in science. Forty-five percent did what they were supposed to re- report their results. never reported, 23% were late. Why aren't they being fined? What's going on? Are we asleep at the wheel on this? If we're asleep at the wheel on this, how much else are we asleep at the wheel on?
1: Well, the FDA and the NIH can enforce this law at any time, but they simply have chosen not to do it. If they did, the taxpayer would generate for the taxpayer $10 billion, Right, a lot of money. Right. Uh, and, and they owe us. These people owe us. Now, why do they not report? We'll talk about who some of these people are. They don't report the results, some of which are negative. So they don't want to let you know that the drug that's out in the
0: marketplace has negative results. Well, you had that with Bioxx. You had it with a lot of drugs that were should have been reported. Right. And if they have been reported, people would have been alive. And you talk about uh, some of Big Pharma, Novaris, uh, Gilead uh, Sciences, Pfizer, Smith, GlaxoSmithKline, Hoffman, LaRoche. These are the biggest of the big. They are. AstraZeneca, Eli Lilly,
1: Allergen, Amgen. These are all the guys that make, in fact, the most expensive drugs that we may have talked about in the past. There's 20 different drugs that are probably the most expensive for the federal government to pay off. And many of these drugs don't work, or unhappily, they don't do very much at all, and they cost billions of dollars a year. And these guys, many of these uh, big pharma companies you just rattled off, are part of those drugs. Uh, Now, it's not only a lie to them. It's companies, uh, universities like MD Anderson, Mass General, Harvard, Mayo Clinic, Memorial Songkere in New York, University of North Carolina, University of California. These are big guys too. University of Pennsylvania, Duke. They're not reporting results. These and are these Duke? are
0: the finest medical centers in the country, and you've got the federal government isn't even doing it. National Cancer Institute, Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, VA Office of Research and Development. None of those are reporting things right. I mean, right. we do have a two-tiered justice system, but this is getting absolutely ridiculous. And you list as an example, Colaxo Smith Klein's antidepressant in which the company kept secret that the drug was not effective, not effective no. caused suicidal indications in teenagers. Their sales force encouraged physicians to prescribe it to teenagers. And this is one of the drugs that I'm not saying this is the one, but it's one of the class of drugs that you said is effective that most of the shooters that are going around are on these antidepressants. That's exactly
1: right. The antidepressants don't work
0: and, this is how the information was kept secret. They simply didn't disclose it. 90, then, 90% the things, of the shootings that are going on, where it's been a single person walk-in shooting, uh, that is, they have been on antidepressants.
1: Exactly. So what we need, we can stop this cold. The FDA commissioner, all he has to do is say, I want, them, oh, I want all the dollars now. The NIH director, all that guy has to do is say, I'm not going to fund these uh, studies anymore. I'm stopping the funding. Today you can stop it right now, and then they they have to stop everything. So what we need to do is enforce the law. It's on the books. Collect the billions of dollars in fines, and stop funding all these non-compliant trials.
0: I, I need to back up on something. Did you give your uh, your pet protector to the to the tiger? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet he took a lot of pet protector. He's twelve feet long. Based on weight. <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a
1: bottle a day 90, uh, i think 100 tablets a day 100 uh, tablets or something like that it Was based on
0: weight did he it do like a, did he come out of it okay
1: oh yeah he did well for a long time
0: oh bless his heart uh, <laughs> i wonder if he remembered you i'm sure he did i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're talking about this uh the safety of the drugs from China, and they've got a lot of them, I had no idea the antibiotics were coming in from China. How do you know where your drugs are manufactured? You don't, do you?
1: Well, on the bottle, it's supposed to tell you what company is doing it. Now, it's mainly coming from China and India. Uh, and you can see what's which company, which company uh, is making the drug for you. It's right on the label. However, you don't know who's reviewing these drugs when they're being made. We're supposed to have FDA people, our FDA people over there to inspect as it's happening. But you know, how can you keep track of all these hundreds and hundreds of manufacturing div- people out
0: there it's hard to do you don't we don't have enough people and i don't buy i don't buy that they're over there checking things out what the problem with the fda and the problem with the government is you've got an incestuous relationship between private enterprise and the government and And, uh revolving door revolving door people going out of one and into the other and I know that uh, when they had one person who was in charge of the FDA, when they came out with aspartame, he ended up going to work for the company, G.D. Cyril, afterwards. He was the only one who wanted to approve aspartame. It should have never been approved.
1: Exactly right.
0: Uh, The last
1: FDA guy we had, he approved another opioid, left the FDA, and then start working for Pfizer. So, you know, we have to stop that, too. That's another thing we have to stop. In fact, one of the things we – I have a whole plan about how to stop the opioid crisis, and one of the points I make is that we must stop all revolving doors. No one working for the FDA, FTC, all the government agencies, none of them can work for a pharma or anything related to them after they leave. And they do that. They take these jobs, spend a few years in these jobs, and they go out and get the big payoff from Big Pharma, and this is the problem.
0: This is throughout the entire government. We've got lots more to talk about. We'll be right back with Dr. Charles Simone. Please go up to his uh, website, drsimone.com, and simonesuperenergy.com. It's all at uh, Erskine Radio.
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We're
0: talking to Dr. Charles Simone. And one of the things that you talked about during break, and this is really important. I haven't seen you the writings on this. You talked about tetanus and diphtheria, both. And, you know, you get a you step on a nail, and when you're a little kid, you go in and get a tetanus shot, of course, and uh, or anything that's metal and sharp and especially rusty. Everybody panics. You're going to get tetanus from it. And we don't want to get tetanus. I mean, your jaw locks. I understand. It's called lock jaw, and it's something you right. don't want to get. Now, if you get older and you, uh, you happen to grab something, you get cut or something, you go in the hospital, aren't they automatically going to give you a tetanus shot?
1: Yeah, it's part of
0: the deal. Uh, But new studies showed that adults are
1: protected without booster shots against the tetanus and diphtheria for at least 30 years or probably more after getting the standard childhood vaccination shots. The United Kingdom doesn't, other countries don't recommend it at all, and the World Health Organization recommends it uh, only during the time of first pregnancy or during military service. Wow. we We are one of the few countries that continue this every 10 years uh, without even thinking about it anymore. And people the chance of dying from tetanus in the United States is about one in a hundred million. <laughs> and oh. there've been only fifteen cases of diphtheria in the United States in the last fifteen years. Wow. So if you consider the number of adults scheduled to get boosters every ten years, uh, you would save about two hundred and eighty million dollar every year Uh, if the booster schedule was changed to at least a 30-year interval or 280 every year forever. You know, we just don't need it.
0: Now, tell us about what happened in 1890. We had an opioid epidemic in 1890 in this country. That was when they were still putting cocaine in Coca-Cola. That's
1: right, exactly. And when you look at the opioid crisis then, 1890, and now it's the same playbook, for instance. Big pharma company involved in that then in 1890 was Bayer.
0: AG Bayer out of, out of Germany, right? Huge company.
1: That's right. Now Purdue
0: Pharmaceuticals.
1: The drug then was heroin to treat morphine addiction. They used
0: heroin. <laughs> to, to the treat drug, a, they used heroin to treat addiction? That's the, that's the drug that they pushed. More, more addictive than morphine, right? Yeah. And the
1: drug today is oxycodone. Now, physicians were then paid and are paid today to promote the drugs in both instances. Wow. The medical journal used to promote the drug, a prestigious one then, 1890, was the Journal of the American Medical Association. (laughs) The one today was the New England Journal of Medicine. Two prestigious journals over the last hundred years. Wow. And in each journal, they, they paid physicians to write in the journals the following phrases. In 1890, the phrase was not a hypnotic and also carried no danger of acquiring the
2: habit.
0: For, for, her- now, for heroin? Are you kidding me? Heroin. Good. Now listen to the phrases uh, for the current ones.
1: The phrase today for the current one is low potential for abuse and addiction. The next phrase is the development of opioid addiction is rare in medical patients with no history of addiction. The two phrases are almost identical. It's amazing. And then, did the regulators fail to protect the public? Then, yes. And now, yes, both both times. Because, as I mentioned in, in our prior uh, interviews, we saw two FDA officials being paid by the Sacklers to ignore and even help promote with the proper sentences in the FDA to get it through more quickly.
0: Now, I see where Purdue uh, Frederick or Purdue Pharmaceuticals is virtually under because of the lawsuits. Has anybody fined the Sacklers, or they still got their $15 billion?
1: Well, you know, again, the legal system protects a lot of evil people sometimes. In one of the rare instances, the bankruptcy proceeding that took place in 2007 ensured that the Sacklers would probably never be named in the future lawsuit because the agreement stated that new criminal litigation could only address issues after 2007. And because no Sackler was in an executive position since 2003. So when they settled one of these lawsuits, this was one of the stipulations that the lawyers made and it was agreed upon by the opposition, which was stupid.
0: So the Sacklers got out before, before the, well,
1: they got their before names off before it hit the fan right board. right they got their names off they were still in control uh, in 2015 Richard Sackler was deposed by Kentucky's attorney general uh, and the depositions has been opened and lawsuits for the opioid epidemic were filed by 25 government entities since
0: yeah they need they need something to be happening to them they were responsible the companies Companies, yeah, they were controlled. They need to have a certain responsibility. But it's the Sacklers who set the whole thing up. They did. They did.
1: Uh, You know, here's what philanthropy can buy is immortality, respect, and all. And generally, erases all and any evil origins of money. The president of Tufts University said this. uh, The last of three, books. it would be impossible to calculate how many lives you saved how many scientific fields you have redefined, and how many new physicians, scientists, mathematicians, and engineers are doing important work as a result of your spirit of
0: goodwill. 140 people dying a day, and this guy wrote that about them? Well, he got paid. Tufts was in on this uh, big handout. They were
1: all in on it. Here's what to do to solve the opioid crisis. Repeal the Ensuring Patient Access an Effective Drug Enforcement Act. And that sounds like it's protecting the patient, right? Right. Not, right. Not at all. It actually helps weaken the, FDA, the DEA's ability to go after these corrupt people. It weakens it. Hold legally responsible all those involved, Big Pharma, the Sacklers, and all generations that benefited from it. Organize an opioid master settlement agreement. So these A couple million agreements here, a couple million agreements here. It's not going to uh, cover the cost because it'll cost scores and scores of billions of dollars for prevention and education from babies to adults. Right. We need to stop big pharma direct-to-consumer advertising. There's only two countries in the world that allows it, here in the United States and New Zealand. No No other country allows that.
0: And that, that also precludes most of your television networks from saying anything negative about big pharma because they're getting too much money.
1: Way too much money. You never hear it. You never hear about these issues about big pharma in the networks.
0: So. No, you're not going to look at every ad. I mean, I right. thought the whole America was all constipated for a while. That's so many ads for that. You know, and if you're not constipated, it goes the other way. But uh, they have certainly taken over the airways, And this is more than just advertising a product. It's to keep them quiet. Of course.
1: Uh, Another point is stop Big Pharma from influencing and teaching physicians, including training manuals about opioids. They do that now. Right. Another point, stop all physicians with conflicts of interest from being on medical journal editorial boards. The FDA, guideline committees, organizations, or publications that advocate for specific drugs, whatever the drug is. Remember, Americans who have died from opioids acquired those drugs initially from physicians.
0: Legally acquired. Legally from physicians. So the physicians were the pushers. They were the drug pushers in this. Some of them unwittingly. Some of them wittingly. Now, the other thing that I wanted to mention before we go, we've got a short period of time. Simone Super Energy is probably the best, forget the word probably, it's the best immune booster you can have. It's got everything in a proper balance and it comes in three delicious flavors, the one that your granddaughter likes, which is orange, but also comes in a really nice vanilla and it comes in a wonderful, and you can throw strawberries in it or something if you want to, comes in a wonderful chocolate that my wife loves the chocolate. But this is the best. And go up to Simone Super Energy because if you can build up your immune system, you can take the zinc, you can do the other things that Dr. Simone has talked about, then you can prevent getting the flu or if you're getting the coronavirus or the flu. The flu kills more people than the coronavirus. And remember what he said about bleach? Wash your hands and face often with soap, mix the bleach, nine parts of water to one part of bleach. Uh, take seventy milligrams of zinc once a week, once a week. and you're probably going to be in pretty good shape, aren't you?
1: Of course. yeah, they could always, if they want to uh, join our mailing list, we could send the things out to them. But uh, I sent this this manual out, the uh, uh, ten points of this program out for the last forty, fifty thousand people. Um, and I hope they're all using it. Seventy milligrams bleach nasal flushes. These are all very important things to help you empower yourself and feel good and stay well.
0: Could I post this on my website or do you want to uh, keep it on here? Oh, please do. Okay. I will have, um Ron, who's my webmaster posted on our website, because this is good for people to know exactly what needs to be done. And you make it so very, very simple. And the other key is most of the things that you recommend, you can get at the dollar store. How much better does it get than that? That's right. It's right. Go so right down to the Dollar Tree or whatever store you use for your dollar store and get it there. And for spending less than about five bucks, you've got yourself covered. You can even get the Clorox there. No, nope, they're sold out, but you, <laughs> 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 it'll be back in. Yeah, the number one thing you would say is don't panic. Don't panic. Number one. Number two. Do a simple preparation, and it doesn't take a lot to do it. Exactly. You can empower
1: yourself, protect yourself with simple, simple maneuvers.
0: Now, if you want to, and I certainly do, make sure that you go up and get Simone Super Energy. That's going to help you on everything. Please check out Simone Super Energy. Dr. Simone, thank you so much for being on and all the work that you and your entire family's done. But your son, your daughter, you've got to be very proud. They're very proud of you. So thank you for all you've done and God bless you.
1: Thank you as well, and bless the whole family.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, Dr. Simone. Hey, thanks for listening to this Erskine podcast at Erskine Radio.